Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I am the Clydesdale. She is Amy Radowski, and we are so pumped and stoked to have the 2023 Wadapalooza champion, Paige Powers. Hello. Thanks so much for having me on. So, Paige, it's so exciting having you on. We had you on right before the games um, and got to get to know you a little bit then. And then to see where you have come in that short amount of time has been so incredible. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, I feel like a whole new athlete as compared to whenever I was um, originally on the podcast for the first time with you. I've had a ton of growth since then. So so what led to your growth there? Like what, what changes did you make? Um, definitely like, honestly, I kind of just, stayed in my normal routine and like um i've had a couple competitions this past off season and just really like training and competing has helped me boost my confidence a lot and um yeah i guess just like somewhere in the midst of all that i've been able to really like find my groove again like and like feel like i belong out in the elite field and um just really trusting my fitness and going out there and being able to do my thing and trust that it's enough and yeah so is Wadapalooza your first major win at any division level yeah yeah wow it is that is so exciting I've been like pretty close a couple times like getting third at the games um, as a teenager, which is, you know, still fantastic, getting second at semifinals by eight points, you know, that stung a little bit, but um, it all led up to this point, which is super cool. And yeah. So let's, let's walk back, you know, you kind of came on the scene as this powerhouse young teen athlete that could lift a lot of weight and you've really transformed into more of like a gymnastics kind of athlete. Um, how hard was that transition from the teen division to the open division? Um, it was pretty tough. I think, um, fitness wise, you know, you're still developing at that age between 16 to like 18. Well, honestly, you know, I still am until like early twenties, you're still developing. So, um, taking that into consideration and kind of just trusting the process that the fitness will come along. But for me, it was more of like a confidence thing. Um, Entering into the adult division, I was knocked down pretty early on and I got 21st at Granite Games, which was my first, like, um, I guess, well, not maybe not my first elite competition, but first one that was like, you know, super high pressure and, um, I felt the need to do well and the need to qualify for the games. Um, but yeah, it, um, sorry. Um, yeah. Just, uh, so uh, yeah, I was going to say, did, did that build a lot of character because here you are third at the games as a teen and then you move up a division and it's almost like starting all over again. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, like getting third at the games um, for the two years that I was there, it was like, I don't know, it was super easy to like have confidence in the teenage division and felt like I belonged. But to get like knocked down so early in the elite division, I was like, it definitely made me question like, hey, do I or do I not? But also like lit a fire in me to work even harder to prove myself in the elite division. So we have a uh, comment from our friend, Elise. Uh, whoops, sorry. Okay. I'll let you handle it, Amy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Paige, I was so happy and proud for your win. 
you're a wonderful example to young women in and out of the sport. That's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think um, for me, something that's been like super big this year is um, being a positive role model, role model and like people seeing who I am inside and outside of the competition floor and um, really just, yeah, making sure that my character comes across along with, you know, I, I want to be successful in the sport and like, you know, do really well, but I also want people to know, like, the good personality and things that I also have to attribute. So thinking back to the, like, teen division, how did you balance being a, just a teenager and, you know, training so hard and, and doing all those aspects? Um, I think that was pretty much ingrained in me since I was little. Uh, growing up, I did gymnastics for like 10 years. So it was basically every day was school, gymnastics, homework, eat, sleep. And that was pretty much the routine that was just ingrained in me um, since I was little. So that transferred over really nicely for CrossFit because I was used to being in the gym, um, the gymnastics gym for so many hours. And then um, it was almost like a void that I had to fill once I quit. So it just, I mean, it just perfectly slid right in there um, to fill that void. So I interviewed a current teen athlete at Wadapalooza on the podcast stage there. Her name is Bryn Cup. And she was saying that because of the demands of trying to be a high level athlete, she doesn't really have any friends at school or anything like that. Her friends are at the gym or on Instagram be with other people that she like competes with around the country. Did you experience that same thing? Um, I think a little bit. I definitely still had a bit of like a, I guess, work life balance to where um, in school I was able to, you know, still be social and like hang out with my friends then. And that was kind of my time to do that was in school. But then once I was outside of school, it was more of that like focus and like training. And then, you know, my friends in the gym, luckily I had some teenagers in there with me as well. So naturally we, we became pretty close and good friends. Um, but we were still able to find like a balance of, you know, we had trained together and then I go out with those friends occasionally, like on the weekend or, um, hang out with my other friends sometimes, but it definitely cuts into your social life a little bit because you can't, you know, hang out every day or on the weekends, especially right. towards like games training and summertime when everybody's available and you're not, um, that got a little bit tough, but, um, still managing and trying to find a balance. It's, it's different for everybody, but, um, for me, I'm, I'm grateful that I st still able to find that then. And I still am now. So I talked to a couple other teen athletes who actually joined a high school sport mm -hmm. to be, to stay connected to their friends in the school. And so they like join the swim team because it helps their CrossFit career and they get to be a part of that group inside the school. Do you think that's a good idea for, uh, for young athletes? Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. And that's kind of what I did as well. I joined the swim and dive team for me. And that was, um, it wasn't really for the purpose of CrossFit that I started those. Um, but I ended up just working out to where, you know, it helped improve my um, CrossFit and like especially at the games um, since we always see, see a swim event there. Um, but yeah, that was a great way for me to do something after school where um, I was still getting fitness in and still being able to get another community and different group of friends. So let's move to Granite Games. 2021 you finished 21st it's your first big adult competition in season and a year later you go to the atlas games and it may have been the most underrated <laughs> stunning performance of anybody at semifinals thank you <laughs> everybody was focused on emma lawson yet you you guys both won the same amount of events and it was, I think, like you said, eight point difference at the mm -hmm. end of the weekend. 
between the two of you, you were phenomenal that weekend and it seemed to get missed. Do Are you glad that happened that you kind of stayed under the radar or do you think that you should have gotten more um, celebrated for what you did? Um, I guess for me, that's, that's kind of a part that's completely uncontrollable for me. So I don't really focus or put too much attention on that. Um, but I think that weekend did open some people's eyes to like, Hey, okay. She's, you know, serious in the sport. And, um, you know, I think, I think it kind of, it all happens for a specific reason. And, um, I think it, it was a nice buildup for me going into Wadapalooza because it was like, you know, I was so close and I knew that I could win a competition in the elite division. Um, but it just wasn't quite the right timing yet. And um, yeah, so it was kind of like a perfect storm for me going into Wadapalooza. And um, I think people are now kind of, you know, opening their eyes and like seeing me as a contender. So. So then you're going into the games on a roll, but the games are different, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're not a two, three day event. Now you're talking like a full five day event. What, what surprised you most in the elite division at the games? And, um, I don't know. I think, I think I'm not sure that I underestimated it, but I also wasn't sure I was quite like, I wasn't underprepared. I wouldn't say that because, you know, I, I trained really hard the past summer leading up to the games, but I think there was like, obviously the surprise element of um, adding twists and turns into it and new movements and whatnot. I think that was probably one of the biggest surprises. Um, But yeah, it was like, it was definitely, it felt like an out of body experience. Um, It was quite a bit different from the teenage games and, lots more volume and I didn't realize how trashed I'd be on Sunday. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a little bit of a surprise, but, um, I'm great, grateful for the experience. And, you know, I feel like having one year under my, under my belt is going to be a huge advantage for me going into this next season. So like after the games and you, you experience some of that volume, like, do you change or what lessons do you take from that as far as like your recovery? for those, those high volumes. So like when you went to Wadapalooza, did you incorporate any of these like new recovery tools? Um, not quite. I think I, I pretty much did the same things that I did at the games. Um, I am, I've kind of been in like a constant battle since I started CrossFit of learning how to properly fuel myself and what works best for my body. Um, because it's like, I know, uh, what my body needs to recover food wise, but most of the times it's, you know, I'm feeling kind of nauseous and I don't really want to eat eat things. Right. Um, so I kind of found like a nice balance of just what works best for my body and not, I mean, this past year's games definitely helped with that, um, kind of learning through that, but also through just like the past years of competitions, I've been able to learn what works best for my body. And then, Recovery wise, like I usually do the Theragun or stretch, mobilize, and my routine kind of stays pretty much the same throughout. So, so you finished 25th, you made the cut, so you got to do the whole weekend. Were you happy with that finish? Um, I wasn't exactly happy with the finish, I was definitely happy with my effort and I felt like I gave it everything that I could. Um, but I do definitely feel like it was a moment of progress and a moment of growth. And, um, yeah, I guess 25th, I wasn't exactly pleased with, I didn't really expect that going into the games. I thought I'd finish a little bit higher. Um, but, just taking away everything that I learned from the weekend, that's pretty much invaluable. So. Yeah. Back to Amy's question on recovery. I know you suffer from celiac. 
So how much harder does it make that to refuel or have you figured out kind of what you can and cannot eat during that competition weekend? Yeah, I've had celiac for about five years now, five or six. So it's like, I definitely, I've had some experience with, you know, knowing the things that works with my stomach and what doesn't. Um, I think the hardest part that comes to competition is um, when it comes to the actual meals, um, I'm pretty much covered on the supplementation part, but when it comes to eating, it's definitely hard. Like I can't just go and eat out because there's a risk of getting cross-contaminated unless I've eaten at that place before I know it's safe. But um, yeah, the risk of cross-contamination and even just that will mess up my stomach for and how I'm feeling for a couple of days. So I have to be super strict and super safe, but um, it was really nice. We had like a cooktop and a grill this year. So we were like able to navigate our way around that. So is the first stop when you get to like Madison Whole Foods and just getting all the food you need for the weekend? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah loading it up. Food and snacks, lots of snacks. So how important was it to be part of the Mayhem Empire team, whatever uh, the, the vernacular is these days, with so many people that have experienced it already in your corner to help you out? What, yeah, do, that, what does that look like? That was definitely huge because, I mean, like you said, they've pretty much all experienced it before. So, and even going through training leading up to the games, I definitely had some tough days where my body just didn't feel 100%. And, you know, we were packing in so much volume. I really never felt that way before. So they were able to kind of help me through that period and be like, it's okay. You don't have to be 100% every day. But also, like, at the games, um, we were able to bounce off each other um like strategies and also whenever they would introduce a new movement we'd be back like bailey and i specifically would be back in the warm-up area and kind of trying to figure it out together giving each other tips and um yeah it was definitely super helpful um and for my mental state during it too just having somebody to like bounce off my feelings and just having them understand and they've been through it so so you you said last time on your show, on the show that you and Bailey had become very close. Mm -hmm. And it has been said since that time that you guys are almost inseparable when it <laughs> comes to working out. Like when it comes to workout time, it's the two of you together doing your thing. Yep. <laughs> outside outside the CrossFit space, how important is that relationship to you? I mean, yeah, it's she is so important to me. I feel like, you know, her and her fiance, Tyler, and um, Gee down here, we, we've kind of created our own little, like, well, we were our McAllister's group for a second because we'd always go and eat out there, which we've kind of stopped that this year. We, we all made a pack to eat a little cleaner. Um, but, yeah, Bailey specifically, like, she, I mean, she just, she gets it. She, you know, she's going on the same sort of path that I am. She's in it and understands it. And outside of CrossFit, she's just a really good human being and really easy to get along with. And she's definitely helped me with my faith and spiritual journey, which has been huge. And um, yeah, I just, I love her. <laughs> so I got a couple questions now, right? McAllister's. You're talking McAllister's yeah. Deli with the massive baked potatoes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you've you've cut out the big massive baked potatoes. Yes. Um, I, don't, I didn't even know potatoes grew that big. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. Yeah. It was. It was kind of a phase, and we were all like. A couple days a week we'd go because we were starving after training and we'd typically go for lunch and then on the second session we'd be paying for it so yeah. this year we're like no we're just we're gonna not be lazy we're gonna cook our own food <laughs> but yeah 
So it was last, last season you moved to Cookville. Mm -hmm. So you were leaving family behind and then you find this group with Gee and Bailey and Tyler. How much are they friends or are they family? Family for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. In the last year we've grown so much together and even if like he was in Brazil for most of the off season and we'd still be in our group chat, like messaging each other and picking on each other. And yeah, it's like, I mean, we're all just so close now and yeah, they're, they're definitely a family. I was going to ask if there was any trash talking or a little bantering oh, sure. back. And back yeah. Up. Last season, um, <laughs> Bailey and I kind of had a, prank war against Gee. We kind of left Tyler out of it. He wasn't, I mean, he wasn't a part of our child play. We can be definitely children sometimes, but um, we'd like take Gee's truck and one of the days we were at Rich's house and we drove it all the way up to seniors and then took my car back. So his car was stuck there and he was stuck at Rich's without a, um, without a car. And just like stupid child's play and um, of course, he comes back from Brazil this off season, and um, I drive all the way up to bar the barn, and Bailey goes, "Hey, what's that on your antenna?" And it's an empty Red Bull can. But <laughs> Guy went by my house, put that on there, and I even realized. So things just lay resumed right right after he uh, came back. So I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so so how how old are you, Paige? Again. I'm 19, almost 20. Oh my goodness. I thought you were like 21 now, but you're not even 20. Almost. You have such a bright like, future. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I definitely so, still have that like inner child in me too, which is, <laughs> which is fun because like Bailey, Tyler, and Guy definitely appreciate that. And we all kind of play off of each other with that. <laughs> So you're there with a lot of adults, right? You're, and you're mm -hmm. probably the youngest in the group the of the Cookville group, right? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So does that mean, oh gosh, I'm back to like your, your friend groups in high school right now. You're all with adults. Are mm -hmm. you cool with that? Do you miss anything of like your own age or are you good? Yeah, I guess I don't really even realize it until people will bring it up or even Bailey, she'll be like, gosh, I forget you're so young. And when I tell people I'm born in 2003, it's like mind blowing to everyone, which is like <laughs> kind of hilarious. Um, but I don't know. I think being in the CrossFit space, I've been around adults for the last like five years. So it's kind of just normal to me. Um, I do miss my friends that are off in college. Um, most of them being back in Michigan. Um, and, you know, we, we get together when we can, which isn't as, you mean like as much as I'd like. Like Michigan, <laughs> um, Michigan They're, well, they're spread all over Michigan, okay, but one of them, yeah. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I guess, I don't know. And just if, if you don't know the inside joke, Amy is an Ohio State graduate. <laughs> that's why it was I okay <laughs> yeah then and, yeah, and you definitely. know the detest but between not. the two schools yes, yes. yeah <laughs> that's okay so, I, don't, I don't hold it i'm not okay, like thanks. <laughs> i'm not a huge sports person so i'm not like tied to anyone and i actually did want to go to ohio state for a See? little bit just to kind of be that rebellious Michigan person. Uh, you still <laughs> could. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so you've been in Cookville, you go to the games. What did you learn most about yourself during the CrossFit games? Um, I think in a weird way, being like knocked down kind of set me up to build more confidence and again, it's like every time I get knocked down in the sport, it just rekindles the fire to, you know, work harder on my weaknesses and um, keep, you know, grinding away in the gym and just 
prove to myself that I belong and, you know, I love it. And yeah. So let me ask you this. There, there are two people in this, two types of people in this world. When they get beat down, they either curl in the corner or they fight back. Mm-hmm. Who instilled the fight back in you? Um, I think definitely my parents. Um, they've definitely always been that way. And um, my dad grew up a swimmer and he went to college for swimming. So he understands that like competitiveness. But also just for myself, I'm like so dang stubborn that if I don't accomplish my goals, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, sit back, analyze, see what I did wrong and apply it to the next task that I have and see if I can make it happen there. So our friend Gershwin says, what are your weaknesses? Uh, Definitely running and um squats i've squats i've worked a lot on this off season as well as running um so there it's kind of getting better but more like like lactic acid stuff still still kind of grinding away at that so follow up to uh what you learned at the games are you the type of person if someone tells you you can't you're going to prove them wrong a hundred percent yeah, I've always been that way. And yeah, I'm, that's honestly like more fuel to my fire. I'm like, you tell me I can't. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to do my best to prove you wrong. <laughs> so this is from Judy Reed. Can you ask her about the Capitol event last year and the footage we saw of both Gee and Bailey taking care of her? It was so touching. Ask her if she remembers any of that. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, that was definitely a very raw moment for me. And um, I remember just like on that run, I have worked so hard on running and it's it's always been a weakness of mine. And just during that three mile run, I had a long time to think while like tons of people were passing me of like, I let myself down again. And, um, you know, it I'm not, I didn't really make not any improvement, but, um, you know, as much improvement as I would have liked to. Um, and you know, it was such a hard and taxing event. And like, as soon as I dropped that sandbag, it was just like a whole bunch of disappointment and obviously like pain from the event because it was so long and so hard. Um, and I just dropped it and, like I was just flooded with emotions and Guy and Bailey were there to really just like take care of me, make sure like physically I was okay. And then mentally kind of comfort me as well. Yeah. You're on mute. Bruce, call him out. <laughs> yeah. I'm on mute. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Um, so Judy actually responded that she cried uh, during that event when she saw that footage. And I think you telling the story made me well up a little bit because I've, I've had moments like that, right? Where you work on something so hard and then you're in this moment where you have so much time to ponder it. Mm-hmm. Like God, exactly. God was, sets you up for those moments sometimes. Right. Yeah. That's where you're just that's, in it. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's stuck to me like to this day and it's, like every time I don't want to run, I think of that moment and I don't ever want to feel that way again and feel that disappointment again of all three miles of that run. were just absolutely miserable. Um, so yeah, it's definitely like God put that moment and that weakness in my life to be able to find a strength through it. Yeah. And I, that's definitely like, one of those things about running is like, especially like on a long run like that, like you are just, it's just you stuck with all of your thoughts and yes. they're not always very kind thoughts to yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely yeah, a big mental toughness event for sure. It's funny because my first ever CrossFit workout was Murph and oh, wow. it was really bad 
and the first time I did it, it wasn't great the second time I did it. And you have those mile runs to just ponder it mm-hmm. every time, right? The third time I did it, I did it completely RX, but I had that mile run to savor it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was like God yeah. set me up for that moment. That's cool. Like ponder, ponder, and then you get to savor it yeah. and relish what you've accomplished. And you're going to have those moments someday, mm-hmm. right? This is just yeah. setting you up for that moment. And maybe Wadapalooza was it. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, yeah, I do think that Wadapalooza was definitely a big one to where, you know, I've, I've gotten so close and I've been on the podium a couple times within my career, whether, you know, in the elite or last year at Atlas games. And, that was kind of the moment where I was able to stand on top and really just like, yeah, like feel, feel everything in that moment. And it was such a, such a big build up to it. Um, but it also felt so all of a sudden, which was a weird thing, but, um, yeah, he definitely, his timing is better than, you know, anything that I could ever come up with. So just trusting him and his plan and his timing. So I want to ask one question about Wadapalooza, but then there's something I want to touch on before we do a deep dive. You're 19 years old. They hand out champagne at the end. Do you get to shake champagne or do you get something else? Um, so I remember at Atlas games, in Montreal, I believe the legal drinking <laughs> age 19. was 18. Yeah, so yep. I was able to like shake the champagne, but being 19 years old, I'm not very like experienced with alcohol, obviously. Um, so I remember Pat Vellner had to like come up and like loosen the cork and I still couldn't like get it open. So he's like, he grabbed it for me and like opened it for me, which was really funny. Um, but at Wildpalooza this year, they had, um, those little confetti poppers. Uh, um, yeah. and I still somehow struggled with that. Um, <laughs> I think I was the last one on the podium to get it open. You, but, you were, I remember the footage now, like everybody's yeah. wanting in like three seconds later, poof, your little yeah. thing popped. Yeah. I kind of like <laughs> looked at Pat because he was like standing beside me and, um, yeah, he, we kind of just like laughed because it was like a flashback right to Alice games where I kind of opened the champagne. Um, but yeah, I remember my dad came up to me after and, um, I think he said something to Pat either before or after. And Pat was like, well, I'm not always going to be here. So she's going to have to figure it out. (laughs) Oh, so before you ask Scott, before you dive in, I was going to ask you a couple questions about, um, do you have an agent? Yes. Who's I your do. agent? Uh, Bijan with Ripple Sports. Cool. Um, and then Nettie had some questions here. She wanted to know, um, number one, what like what do you like to do outside of CrossFit? And then um, says here, did Paige grow up in a Christian family or has your belief evolved in a different way? Um, so, sorry, what was? The first the one first was, question? what do you like to do outside of CrossFit? Okay. Um, I'm definitely a big hobby person. So I'm currently trying to pick up the acoustic guitar. Um, but it's like, I've had moments of like being super consistent with it, but then, you know, training picks up and I'm like, I start to fall off a little bit, but that's kind of been like a subtle in the background kind of thing that I've been trying to do. And also like anything crafty, um, I love, like, Bailey introduced me to making bracelets, so I'll do that with her sometimes. Um, Like, painting, doing, like, paint-by-numbers kind of sounds a little silly, but they're super fun. It's also Um, soothing. I find that stuff, like, really, like, relaxing and soothing. Yeah, definitely, like, crafty things just, like, relax my brain. It, like, allows me to spark that side that I don't really get to use in the gym. Um, So, yeah, I kind of stick to those. And then um, as far as the, um, my, my faith, um, I did grow up in a Catholic household. 
And so I always believed in God and believed in Jesus um, all throughout growing up. Um, And then whenever I became a teenager, I kind of had that period of, you know, I didn't really want to go to church because I didn't really feel like it. And um, I wasn't really sure why I believed. Um, And then moving down to Cookville and being surrounded with a group that, you know, they not only believed in Jesus, but they had a relationship with him. I hadn't really seen that before. Um, Really inspired me to start growing in my own faith journey and to start like reading the Bible because I've never done that before, you know, like in Catholic mass, they read scripture, but um, I had never read the Bible through and through. Um, And really like delving into the word and using other apps like the glorify app, which is just, um, it gives you scripture and devotional every day. Um, and just like building a relationship with Christ and, um, also applying that to life, you know, life obviously outside of CrossFit, but learning how I can apply it to CrossFit as well. So just to give you some context, the reason we asked about the agent, are you familiar with Wad Zombie? Yes. <laughs> so he makes trading cards for CrossFit athletes. Okay. And I think he is interested yeah. in making oh. making a trading card of you. That sounds so fun. Look for, look for that. Okay. And then another thing is... Um, Elise says, Ooh, what music does she like? And will she come on one of Scott's music shows? So I do top five countdowns of music stuff. Okay. And if you're willing, maybe later you could come on and we could do a top five countdown of whatever your favorite music or music artist is. Okay. Um, and so we have like six episodes out there. I bring CrossFit people on to talk about something other than CrossFit yes. for once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So what I, is your favorite music? My favorite music is country music. Um, country, well, I've fought between country music and Christian slash worship music. Um, but yeah, my go-to is always country. Country, And right now, Zach Bryan's definitely at the top mm-hmm. of the list. Anything Zach Bryan, so. Okay. So I might have to get in touch with you to do a top five country songs. For sure. Songs. I'm definitely down for that. I'm sure there's probably not cool. very much country music there in Tennessee where, where you are. Right. <laughs> yeah. Probably all rock and roll and definitely. Yeah. All, <laughs> all pop. And yeah. 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 So is there a lot of post Malone going on with Haley in the house or have you guys all curtailed that? So Haley's definitely more, she definitely still loves post Malone. But um, her latest is Nessa and Billie Eilish. Whenever she gets the aux, it's straight to those two. <laughs> it's so funny. And she knows every word to every song. I, like, I absolutely love it for her. <laughs> yeah, though, that, those are my daughter's. That's my daughter's stuff. Yeah. Okay. Like she loves Billie Eilish and Nessa and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What I want to dive into now before we get to Wadapalooza is your trip to Italy, mm. because I imagine that dad did as much for your career as anything else in the last year to be on a team with Rich, Tyler, and Bailey to compete in Italy, and then not to even mention the cultural experience mm. of getting to go to Italy. Yeah. So can you, can you walk us through that trip a little bit and how it came about? Yeah, it was, man, I feel so blessed that I was able to go on that trip and experience all of that. Um, So basically about maybe three or four days after the games, um, I was back in Michigan hanging with my parents and I got a text from Rich and he was like, Italy, you in or you out? (laughs) And I like told my mom and she's like, of course you have to go. Like, it's like, trip to Italy like who wouldn't take that and so and obviously like competing with Rich and Tyler and Bailey would be such a fun team which it definitely was um so I was like yeah heck yeah I'm in 
sign me up. So um, yeah, that that trip, it was like, it was definitely a busy trip. And we got to do lots of sightseeing. We got to go on a hike. Um, obviously, we competed, which was um, super cool to compete in that environment. It was pretty hot, um, mm. which presented some challenges. But um, yeah, the competition was good got done with that over the weekend and really got to like explore sardinia which is the island we did the competition on and then um later in the week we flew to rome and um got to explore there which was like it was so beautiful um and do like a little train with rich for a day there so yeah it was it was a really good trip so in the footage uh, that mayhem put together there are these big dinners that happen with all these people and it's way bigger than your team. Yes. So was it also like an outreach event for CrossFit and the mayhem um, programming and an empire that it is, or was that just people wanting to come learn from rich? Um, so most of those people were um, people that helped put on the event and the owners of the event itself. Um, and the other people were, um, there was people that took us like on a little like tour guide through some of Sardinia and some of the, um, like most known places in that area. And then also that, um, put on a typical Sardinian dinner for us, which was like the pig roast and eating pig intestines and pig brains and like all sorts of crazy things that like culturally as Americans, we don't really experience. Um, and also serving maggot cheese. Um, so wow. definitely like, yeah, definitely it was their typical like dinner. So it was cool to experience that. Um, not sure that I'd, try some of those things again, but I'm glad that I got to. And, um, so you, yeah. you partook in those foods. Um, I only did the pig brain. Like we had, um, the normal like pork part of the pig, which was like really good. It was like the freshest pork that you'll ever taste. Um, but the pig brain was definitely, it was like this creamy, yeah, I'm just, yeah, not for me, but I'm but glad that super... I gave it a try so I can say I ate pig brain. Yeah, and that's so cool you... that you like submerged yourself in the culture and were, were a part of it that way. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it took you are a braver than I. Do, but you are braver than me. I would have been like, sorry, I have celiac and I'm sorry, I'm afraid of cross contamination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, but... that was also like presented its challenges on that trip for sure. Having celiac and, you know, Italy is known for their pizza and pasta. So, um, but they were actually pretty accommodating, especially once we got into Rome, almost every place that we went had some version of gluten-free pizza and pasta, which was cool that I got to experience like true Italian pizza and pasta and gluten-free version. Yeah, Kenneth says that he heard he heard heard that Italian gluten can be more tolerable than American gluten. You didn't tempt fate with that. So, so I was I was definitely tempted to. I have heard like studies of how, um, like in Europe, the gluten there is it makes you less you're you're less sensitive to it than the gluten that's here, um, but. I just like with competing, I didn't want to chance it then. And then also I knew our days were pretty packed. So if I did end up with a terrible stomach ache and like being super fatigued, I didn't really want to deal with that. But next time I'm in Europe, if it's more of a vacation setting, then I'll definitely give it a shot. So what did you learn by being the teammate of who I consider to be the greatest CrossFitter mm -hmm. to ever live? Um, I think, I mean, it was, it was definitely just like a really cool experience to get to do that. Um, but I think just from the day to day, being able to train with Rich and learn from 
him, how he trains, and um, obviously his experience within the last 10, 11 years in the CrossFit space and being able to have him here to ask him questions. And um, yeah, I've definitely, I've, I've learned a lot. I've learned to be more athletic and um, yeah. Very cool. Oops. Sorry. Yeah. Elise, uh, this is a back to your yeah. pig brains. That sounds delish <laughs> with a pukey face. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Definitely not my fave. <laughs> <laughs> so you passed on the maggot cheese and you passed on the pig intestines. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. But I think a group consensus of the people that did eat the maggot cheese, they said it was probably like the absolute worst thing that they have ever even <laughs> eaten. And I took a sniff of it and that that's all I needed. Yeah. That was my confirmation <laughs> not to eat it right there. What was the coolest thing you saw in Rome? Um, probably the Vatican. That was really cool, especially like being a Catholic and getting to see that. Um, we got to go inside of it too, inside of the Basilica. And that it was just like breathtaking, the sculptures there and the attention to detail. And um, you'd look up and there'd be the whole ceiling was like, painted and gold and it was it was so cool yeah very awesome so then you come back let's get into Wadapalooza a little bit you finished first overall you had two event wins and five top five finishes are you more happy with the two event wins or the consistency of the five top 10 finishes definitely the consistency I think that was big for me going into the weekend, um, knowing that I didn't have to go in there and win every single event to end up on top of the podium. And, you know, the two event wins was, it was cool. And those were definitely like wheelhouse workouts for me. Um, but yeah, just being able to stay consistent, even if it wasn't the greatest workout for me, but still be top five for five events was definitely a huge win. Did you feel like you were getting better at things that you've been working on? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the ring muscle up squat workout went to show that for me. Um, I That was like lactic acid party out there during that workout. The squats, I was just, my legs were so filled. My arms were so filled with lactic acid. And just being able to trust that I was strong enough to get through those squats and like hold my composure was really big. That was the first workout of the week, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That was a yeah. tough way to start. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had like dead front row center seats for that. Okay. And you were off in like lane one. And I was like, yes. I can barely see her. Yeah. I remember, um, I was super nervous going into that for the rings because they're obviously the super long straps on Bayside. And then with the wind, yeah. it was like during the brief, the um, from lanes one to like four or five, the rings were just flying back and forth everywhere. I was like, oh boy, I'm in lane one for this. So this should be interesting. But it actually like was pretty decent out there. And I didn't have too many issues, but that's kind of something that you just have to adapt on the fly with and just, being an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people missed on the jump up to the rings, one mm -hmm. of the two, and then they'd be hanging with one arm. Yep. Yeah. How much does, how much does that take out of you when you have to drop again and then do another jump up? Um, I think definitely more towards the end of the workout. It's a little bit more taxing when that happens, but I think it's more of like a mental fluster and, um, I'm glad that that didn't happen to me, but if it does, just knowing that like you just have to take a breath and, you know, not get super caught up in super flustered and try to rush things just because of one like small, you know, error. Yeah. And I think the most surprising thing to me was the end of the workout was overhead squats. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a crippler for some people. Yeah. That was the... Yeah. That was the whole workout. Mm 
-hmm. people got to that and they could either get through it or they couldn't. Um, how did you feel going into the overhead squat? Um, so I definitely, I, so I practiced that workout, I think a week or two in advance to, um, actually going out and there and doing it. So I kind of had an idea of how I was going to feel on those overhead squats. Um, I was a little bit more taxed out there just with it, you know, being adrenaline spikes and, um, the sun out there definitely played a role. Um, so I was a little bit more taxed than I was during practice, but I also knew that, um, I'd be stable enough to get through the nine overhead squats. Um, and it was really just playing it smart and not getting caught up in the race in the first 21 and 15 part of the workout and like just setting yourself up for success for those last nine overhead squats. I love that you said that as an athlete, like you have to just be an athlete and adapt to like the rings. Because when I think of that, just from being a coach, you know, and sometimes as an athlete myself, I do this. It's like, I got to get my favorite bar, you know, like mm -hmm. I, that's, I can only do this on my, my favorite bar. So like, but when you go to a competition and it's real life, like you may not get your favorite ring set of rings. Right. So I think that's just such an important aspect for, for all athletes to really consider and train themselves on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just. I mean, I think that comes along with like competition experience for me as well. Um, just knowing that sometimes things aren't going to line up exactly how I planned them to or wanted them to and kind of just shaking it off and readjusting on the fly. Mm -hmm. So the most important question about Wadapalooza is, did you get any epic photos of you on Bayside like on the rings over the water that you're going to be able to take and frame? Um, there's definitely some cool photos. I'm, I'm not one to frame pictures of me. Um, but definitely some really cool Instagram worthy photos <laughs> on Bayside. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> so was Bailey there primarily as like your coach? She did not compete. Did she, did she over the weekend? No, she didn't. Um, she had planned on going there. And, um, once she kind of like booked her trip, I was like, Hey, do you think it'd be possible if you could kind of help me out, carry my bags, coach me? Um, and she was totally down for it, which was, I couldn't really think of anyone better except for Darren back in Michigan who, um, coached me for a couple of years when I was there and he's, he's back to taking over my programming, but, um, his wife is super pregnant right now. So he wasn't quite able to make it, but. So I knew that Darren uh, was your coach in Michigan. How close is your relationship with that family? Um, they're, I mean, yeah, they're all like family to me as well. Um, and that was definitely one of the harder parts of moving down here. Um, but being able to still, you know, keep in contact and see them occasionally whenever I go back to Michigan is super special and really allows me to cherish the time that I have with them whenever I'm with them more than, um, well, I guess not more than I did in the past, but, um, yeah, it's, it's super special whenever I get to see them. Yeah. I thought the coolest thing with Bailey being your coach and the footage that was shown on the mayhem videos was she always had your food ready. Yes. Like you would come she off the was, floor. She's like, got your. Yes. She was a great snack coach for sure. <laughs> she always had my snacks ready. <laughs> that was she probably needs to like... put it on her Instagram snack <laughs> coach to Paige powers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she was like joking at the end. Um, I think it was on one of the Mayhem vlogs and she's like, oh, I was just the snack lady over the weekend. She definitely did more than just that, but right. she always had my snacks ready, which was clutch for sure. Yeah, that was awesome. So what, what did you do to celebrate the win? Um, I, I didn't really celebrate much. I kind of just like went out that night with my family to a restaurant and then um, Sunday night after the event ended and 
I got to hang out all weekend, which was really cool. Um, but Sunday night, we went out with a group to an Italian restaurant, which was fun. Got to eat a whole pizza to myself. Um, but I think my, like, food is my form of celebration. So that's the one thing I love about CrossFit athletes. Like, we all eat. So when you go and yeah. travel to places, you're going to eat the foods. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, huge food person. Oh, you're on mute again, Schweitzer. <laughs> Elise said, snack coach, I think I may be one of those for my kids. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, uh, the moms <laughs> in the chat, are mm -hmm. all relate to Bailey's snack coach role. For sure. <laughs> um, so did they have gluten-free pasta for you to celebrate at the Italian restaurant, or did you have to go a different route? Um, well, I went with gluten-free pizza. So Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always think pasta sounds really good, but I'm actually not that big of a pasta person. Mm -hmm. So, um, they did have gluten-free pasta, pasta, but I definitely went with the pizza route, which was, it was delicious. I got Hawaiian. So I know some people will. Yeah. It's a debate sometimes, but pineapple on pizza. I know. Just own it. I don't, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I like the good savory sweet combo. Yeah, so, that's my daughter. My daughter always makes me order that one of those whenever we mm -hmm. order pizza to the house. Yeah, I don't know. I it's unbeatable for me. But so, Amy, as you're thinking about this upcoming season, how are you feeling about the open? Um, I I'm I'm ready. I you know, we don't really put too much emphasis on the open training mm -hmm. here at Mayhem. And it's kind of more of like a survival and get through it. Um, his training volume definitely increases during that period. And we kind of just like implement it into our training. So it's like typically Friday, that's our first training piece. And then we come back in the afternoon and get our strength and another workout done. Um, so, yeah, I'm, it's kind of just like a step in the process, yeah. but just got to get through it. Yep. Let's just go. Let's just do so, it. Yeah. So with the new format now, after quarterfinals, you have the super semis and you don't even know how many are going to be pulled from each semifinal at this point. Yeah. So are you, do you, I'm assuming that being at mayhem, you are trained to like, not care what CrossFit does. Yeah. Right. They're going to do much. what they're going to do and you're going to do what you're going to do. And let the chips mm -hmm. fall where they may. Right. Is that the attitude you're taking in to the season? Yeah, pretty much. And I think um, we've obviously seen quite a bit of change within the last couple years. And especially since I've pro started CrossFit, um, even in the teenage division, there's been changes to how you make the games and how many people make the games then. So it's kind of always just been a mentality of like, I don't necessarily like, care the format um i mean obviously i do care a little bit but um whatever format they give me i'm just gonna adapt to that and you know the goal is to make the game so i'm gonna do everything i can to make that happen do you have with the win at wadapalooza and the advancements you've made over the last year which have been light years from that granite games performance to mm -hmm. where you are today do you have the confidence that no matter what they throw, it it truly does not matter. You are going to succeed and get to the games. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, fitness-wise, um, I'm like, I'm just getting started this season. And um, Wadapalooza, like, it was super cool to win because I had just been following my off-season training regiment. And I'm super excited to see where training will bring me this year. And, you know, just really trusting my training, but also trusting that if it's in God's plan for me and his will, he's going to make it happen. And um, I always like to say, um, if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. So um, just really following that this season and trusting that. I think that's the perfect place to end as you have sparked a pineapple pizza debate in the chat. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> um, 
we have we have several recipes. Uh, someone said uh, pineapple jalapenos and ham on a Ooh. pizza. Yeah. So you get the spicy, sweet, and yeah. savory. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try that for sure. So with that, Paige, thank you so much for jumping on with us. You are awesome as always, mm -hmm. and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. All right. Bye.